Hello and welcome to the Other Pranana podcast. I'm Aditya. Uh, today we're talking about one of this year's most interesting Malayalam films, uh, Tallumala, directed by Khalid Rahman and written by Ochan Parari and Ashraf Hamza. Uh, it stars Tovino Thomas, Shine Tom Chako, Kalyani Priyadarshan, and a whole ensemble we'll get to when we talk about the film. Uh, I had a lot of fun watching this film in a theater and I did have my doubts about anyone watching this on a small screen or not having the a uh, communal experience but both of my guests today i think enjoyed the film for the most part watching at home um joining me is is our poor regular deepak hi deepak hey adi happy to be here i think i'm hanging with deepak after a long time discussing a film he was of course there in the hilaraja series um, yeah it has and, been a while uh, it has yeah, been a while so i'm glad to be back yeah and and our special guest making the other banana debut is uday bhatia writer and film critic at mint lounge hi uday uh hey adi uh for those who don't know just about a year ago uh, uday's book uh, bullets over bombay uh, satya and the hindi film gangster was published uh, it's a fantastic book on the making of uh, ram gopal verma's satya but it is also much more than that i link it to, link to it in the show notes um getting to our film uh, let me get some first thoughts um from both of you i think deepak uh, you want to go first because i think you watched it just this week yeah i actually watched it yesterday and i watched it on netflix and i half expected to dislike it when i when you read the netflix blurb you know it's like oh young man angry young man and like falls in love with a blogger and like oh man this sounds really bad and i don't know why adi liked it and why he wants to talk about it but uh what gave me some hope was the fact that it was directed by khalid rehman uh who also directed the fantastic unda from a few years ago starring mamuti and actually by the end of the film i think literally everything had turned topsy turvy right i was like oh man the blurb just does this movie no justice number one number two uh like i can't believe the guy who directed unda directed this movie <laughs> and number three like i i exactly get why adi loved this movie it's like <laughs> i like like entire all of my opinions that happened when i read the first blurb of the movie on netflix completely was you know uh, turned the, the tables had turned by the time i finished watching it so uh, i would say uh, it's a five thumbs up like you know sit up straight watch the movie and like pay attention to it recommendation from me for 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 netflix don't netflix and chill this movie netflix and pay attention this movie yeah and and it's funny you talking about the blur because yesterday there was a, i think there was a tweet or something about the netflix blurb for dilse which went something like uh, a radical feminist is stalked by a, a, a lover and uh, will she give in to his charms or something like that that was the blurb for dilsey of all <laughs> like can, can you so i think we should run a contest contest right like show the dilsey i mean show the blurb and say can you guess which film like like i, I this yeah. sounds like the blurb of this sounds much more like the blurb of say dar than dil se <laughs> yeah, i mean to, to the extent that you can think that kajol yeah. and dar uh, uh, sorry juhi chawla and dar is a is a radical feminist <laughs> anyway uh, I, i'll stop now and stop being facetious now uh, uh, i think yeah, yeah what did you think of the film i i really enjoyed it i i uh, i didn't know what to expect really but i'd i'd heard that the title translates to chain of brawls 
Uh, I don't know how accurate that is. That if it's true, that's like such a good. It's title. true. And it's true it because is, Mala Mala is chain. Huh. And Tal and Tal is uh, the hit. It's like the the singular verb hit or a brawl. It can be used for both. So yeah, I it mean, is a chain of brawls. That's then. That's just a, like a top tier title right there, and and it's very accurate also because basically that's what the movie is. and uh, and it doesn't sound that appetizing when you put it like that like you know just a bunch of fights one after the other but it's it's done with so much uh, self awareness and like it's just such a amiable likable film uh, even though it's a bunch of these like idiot dudes beating each other up that uh, it, it was just really charming and i i really liked it and so i i saw it once and then i i just saw it again a uh, couple of days back and um, i mean it's a lot of fun and uh, of course uh, people listen to this podcast no i'm not a mayuri uday is not deepak is uh, deepak uh, there is also some wordplay involving the chapter titles and the t- title itself uh, if i'm not wrong yeah very much so so if you if you think about this film right like the the, the film that i uh, that came to mind a lot when i was watching it was scott pilgrim you know uh and like a lot of the punnery and the the comic book slash video game aesthetic that you get from yeah yeah uh, from that as you know as you watch the film here uh it, it i mean it completely blows my mind that they would choose this topic and then they would marry it with that form like this con- the, the content that they chose marrying with the the form that they chose is it's quite uh it's quite incredible uh and i think like the the puns that you mentioned that are you know each of the chapter titles are uh, i mean they, they, i wouldn't call them puns they're like sort of you know malayalam quips you know like things that you would say that are the that you know like would cause your friend group to erupt in laughter okay because it's like an in joke you know and so that that's the that's the kind of chapter titles as and it's very much in sort of like uh the if you think about the the graphic novel uh genre titles you know like the pity quip uh that's it's very much in keeping with that and i thought it was very, it's very well done because it's hard to take a, it it's hard to take a very very truly alien aesthetic and localize it but the film does it exceptionally well and uh what 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 did you think of the writing structure like like um, i i i know a lot of people did feel um uh they were either taken out of the film because of it or they uh, I, i don't know how many people were serious though that they said they couldn't understand what was going on um and how do you all like this film i had uh, but but but, but it it has a very interesting uh, screenplay structure even though the film itself looks like it was not i mean it is not written as much as you know just like drawn um and um, <laughs> it, it's like um yeah it, it keeps it keeps going back almost till the halfway mark and you you don't realize it till that point yeah till we meet the kalyani presentations uh, uh, patu yeah it's um, i the the chronology games are uh, insane like uh, it's and and they sort of come without warning the only real clue which i realized was that you have to track uh, tovino's facial hair Uh, his haircut and his uh, beard and uh, see what clothes he is wearing 
and that might give you some kind of bearing as to which like part of his story yeah, we have ended up. I, I, I thought that when I watched the second time, yeah. <laughs> the first time I was, I was, I mean, I was finding it like I, I was quite at sea, wondering like which fight am I in right now? But uh, I was very happily lost as in it. Once I realized that they're like just messing up the chronology for fun, I was like, this is great. I, this is fantastic. I, it's uh, it's it's nice to see a film do that for no other reason except to mess with the viewer. And I I, I really enjoyed those bits. And I, the film is also like very aware that it's doing that. And so you know, at, at one point it said another flashback, and then later it was yet another flashback. And uh, it's it's fun. And then if you if you do like the film and you see it a second time. then you see how cleverly also they've kind of fitted it as like in in a sort of uh, russian doll weird way and uh, and it kind of comes together which the first time of course you're just like kind of at sea uh, but the second time it kind of all clicks together when you see how they've kind of set it up uh, which i thought was also a lot of uh, i mean i i enjoyed that second viewing more to just see how the pieces came together Yeah, I think like the, the that's exactly the point I was trying to make around Tobina's facial hair or hairstyle. Uh you could almost like you're right Adi it does feel drawn because this is very clearly a heavily storyboarded film. Like uh, they probably did a whole bunch of that before they actually went to shooting. I I'd have to believe that because <clears throat> it actually plays uh in scene transitions that comes out, right? Like they actually transition some from one scene to another sometimes using like that storyboard type uh, aesthetic the 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 interesting thing for me is that the the story structure does have some narrative value in the way that i saw it the one of the things that i took away from this film like if you think about unda which is khalid rahman's uh, earlier film like at least the film that i saw before it, it it's very much an exploration of how to stay calm through a really really tough situation right and sort of like when mamuti's character who plays that sort of lead constable who's sent into a, a heavy naxalite area and during the course of a national election for election duty you can see he's very much a staid calm character who at the end breaks out because of like <clears throat> because a completely lack of any other circumstance but So if the, if that first film was an exploration of how to stay calm through tough waters this this film is a is a is a uh, this film is about like just literally exploring how to stay turbulent all the time even when the waters aren't so rough right like it's just like different facets of anger there's a facet of like the first and you and you see that play out over like they've they've prioritized how they depict anger over the course of the film rather than the chronology of events because i think it they felt like it almost feels like the writing wants you to absorb that there's different flavors of anger there's one flavor of anger which is like completely frivolous and it's very easy to convert that into friendship and that's how tovino's character which is uh, manavalan and bazim meets his friends it's a very frivolous sort of pointless anger and then there's another kind of anger which is driven by just like simple male ego right like it's just you hit me i need to hit you back you got me i got to get you back and 
how it becomes uh, that that how, how does that work right like that's the second phase of anger then there's a third phase of anger where it's like a mob anger you're 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 feeling communal anger because like oh my friend is ang- i don't even have to be angry at this guy my friend is angry at this guy so i can sort of transfer anger from his anger to my anger his anger now becomes my anger and like there's this communal transference of anger as you go through the book and then there's the final big set piece fight which is like uh it, it's this it's like the dum biryani version of anger right like it's like smoldering and cooking slowly and cooking slowly and cooking slowly and then it comes out in this like huge big like you can't really keep the kettle on the pot anymore it just like completely bursts out yeah. so like it i i felt like that's what the structure did for me it just like showed me this different ways to unpack something as what we think is something is commonplace and what we think of unnecessary as anger and it just quite it's quite mind boggling that you're able to achieve something so deep through a so frivolous a film like it's just a, it's such a it on the surface of it it's such a frivolous film but there's so much aesthetics underneath it in sort of exploring one single emotion that i like i couldn't i just like i am completely mind blown by what they what they've been able to achieve with the way that the lighting is structured yeah i uh, and i i think it's important that the first two brawls are basically friendship brawls right right at the start like the vbc of wasim and jamshi and uh, uh, the other friends uh, that he makes they all came through fights and it's they, they've kind of by by showing how quickly whatever little anger there was can dissipate and people can become like really good friends uh, i i think they kind of take the uh, the edge of the whole idea of brawling even though you know it's it's it, you know they these sort of uh, uh, wastrel guys who just keep like fighting each other they 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 seem like like really nice chaps and like the the idea that you know they can put aside a brawl almost like minutes after uh, which happens with wasim uh, uh, and jamshid as they uh, they fight in the mosque and then like immediately after that they're like he's dropping him home and then he comes in for food at his house and they're friends by the end of it and uh, and so on and it that kind of i think just starting off the film on that note uh is the you know is is khalid rahman saying that uh, look this is not like a serious thing this is not going to be like uh, arjun reddy and like it's not going to be all angsty and all this there is this really bright uh, texture to the whole thing uh, to the whole film in just in terms of the way it looks the way it's shot and uh, it's a it's a sunny film uh, at the end of it and it's not like a, a sort of angsty heavy and uh, very uh, like oppressively masculine film it it has this sort of vibrant energy that like it's these it's it's almost all part of this like really bright sensory surface like everything the songs the the fights everything that's going on there like there uh sort of uh, quips and chatter in between all that it sort of comes into one like nice happy mix so am i the only dad on this part yes yes <laughs> okay yeah so uh, it, it's funny but uh, 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 unless i don't know something about that 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uday living the single life in Bombay. <laughs> What the uh sorry uh, I shouldn't speak on your behalf like it, yes no am I the only dad on this podcast? No 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 you are. <laughs> okay. So it's quite interesting that both of you mention uh that this is a is a fun frivolous film. I think the the depth or the consequences of their actions are there just beneath the surface if you if you if i if you watch the film right there are two there's literally two of the friend group that tovino has the friend group of wazim's friend group there's only two people there's i mean i think wazim is the really the only guy who has any interiority right the rajesh and vikas and satar and uh, uh, uh lukman luku's character like they, they just have like no like, they're just all id right like they have no interiority like they just they're they're there for a good time and like that's it but i think you can see you can see that tovino understands consequences of this type of and it comes through in specifically the conversations and the reason i ask if i'm the only dad is that dad character is is just completely the stand in for all of the consequences right it's like the parent becomes the the load bearer for all of these failings of this guy and he is not the kind of son who is completely oblivious to it so like you know he comes back from dubai and he's having dinner with his friends even before he goes home or you know he comes back from wherever he's gone wherever he's been in hiding and he's having dinner with his friends and he's talking to his family on the phone he's talking to his dad his dad says don't come home anymore and his son's like like dude where else am i going to go i don't have anywhere else to go you guys are it i'm going to come home so he's not like an oblivious son he knows what he's doing is wrong but he also understands that his parents are still paramount and he still needs to go there so the the, the they have achieved this balance of you be you, you, like this like frivolity with his friends and yet he has this interiority that he he maintains because of his relationship with his dad and his dad is maintain, like his dad carries all of the consequences his dad is going through a problem with the with the landowners from whom he's leased the land to build the theater like then something happens and like you know again his dad is left holding the bag and uh, his dad arranges a lavish wedding likely again his dad is left holding the bag you know like there's this continuous recurrence of the idea that the parents do end up carrying the load for, of the of their children's failings and like you can't escape that despite the fact that despite all of the fun in the movie i could never escape that when i was watching it and that's the reason why i asked if i'm the only dad in this film <laughs> watching this in this podcast sorry those scenes are actually very touching the the ones with his dad because his dad is like a super forgiving guy he he just i mean he just seems to understand that is you know as you said like his son isn't like a essentially bad guy is just that he can't control himself and he like just likes to get into fights but he's, he he does feel bad after that and you can see that you know that uh, wasim also has affection for his dad and concern like when he comes back he was he's sitting with his friends after he goes home and eats and then he's telling his friends that you know my dad still doesn't eat until the second show uh, you know of the movie and uh, just little things like that and their conversations also 
through the film it, it does it just strikes a nice little note and that that is a nice character yeah and and uh, there's obviously i mean uh, when that character has so so much uh, screen space and there the scenes are uh, like like you would think that why is there a scene where he is uh, negotiating for the theater to remain and uh, not be shut down and then he's talking about his workers and then, and then there's this uh, there's this completely offhand scene in the larger scheme of things of 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 uh, wazim himself um uh, talking to this uh, guy who comes uh, looking for his dad and uh, because he had Asked for some money, and and Vasim gives him the money, and and then also says that uh, please give it, take give it back to me uh, after you get it from dad, and and it it sort of those those are the very little little things that add to the movie and add to the characters. I think like the, the they they come at these breathing spaces between the brawls, and also uh, tells you more about what. Uh, Uh, what's the relationship between them like and what what is the family like yeah the fa- i thought the family was was fantastic right like they achieve so much about the family with so little because you are like the the crowd pleasing segments you know like the the reason you enjoyed so much in the theater is like because is because the friends are so good and the music is so good like all of the vibrancy of the film is so good but they they have the family for such little time and they, they achieve so much you have a full picture of this somewhat stoic dad who's resigned to the failings of his son uh this mother who is extremely happy when her son does something moderately decent and like hyperventilating when he doesn't with most of the time because he's like most of the time involved in brawls uh and then you have this sister character and a brother-in-law character who are who like basically seem to live in that house like you know and so it's the you you very 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 quickly right in a, in a matter of a scene or two you quickly understand the dynamic of this family and i think the non-linear storytelling helps with that you get to see you don't get to see the family in sort of that regular way in which you see a, a protagonist family right like it's like oh all calm protagonist is doing well family's calm then protagonist has issue there's a bunch of like heartburn with the family it's not seen that way it starts with heartburn with the family right and like how is the family reacting to heartburn and you see like oh the dad is not hyperventilating even in this like even in that heightened situation he's like among all of your brawls this was the best brawl <laughs> i think that's exactly what he says to to azim it's just like <laughs> that's an amazing it's just amazing yeah. dialogue writing <laughs> Yeah. yeah this is like so the, even the like the structure of the story that we talked about earlier adds to the value of how you see the family because you know if, like if the dad is not upset about this it's quite unlikely that he's upset about anything that this guy has done over the course of his life and the mom is like completely lost it which is like you know like you, you realize oh is she just completely lost it because of the severity of what just happened Oh, then you see another scene, and she's still completely lost it. Whenever he has a fight, and she's like, "Oh, this is just the mom. This is who the mom is. She's just like hyperventilating all the time." And so it's like you—they achieve so much with just these like offshoot scenes of the family, and it's just like it's brilliant writing, and like it's—it wouldn't be possible without the performances. Like Johnny Anthony is fantastic as the dad. You have to give him credit; he's so good. Uh, and I think like 
the the actress who plays his mom i think she she acted as like a leading lady in a few films but i haven't seen her in a lot of uh in a lot of uh films i think it's like nina group she haven't seen her in a lot of films i think i probably have seen her on the small screen a lot more than i have the big screen she's also like very very good at achieving what musin was probably going for with his writing so 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 while we keep going back with um wazim's uh, wazim and his friends and um how 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 they met and then how uh patu came to his, uh, came into his life and then i mean all the brawls uh, there is there are just separate uh, strands of um uh, shine tom chakos character living through the the the, the, the variety of uh, that the whole wedding brawl like like i i, I don't know if he's suspended from his police um, opposition or something happens um but but, but Uh, 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 he he's actually in in the same um you know the his line is almost his story is sort of linear and 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 and, and, and it gets take some time to actually understand that that's what's going on yeah i uh, i i i couldn't really figure out because it it is obvious that he is like the the like the main guy like the yeah, final boss uh, which uh, who Tovino and his friends have to fight in this, and they really delay that. Like, I, I, I don't think their fight comes until like uh, we are into the second half of the film, and um, we, and there's the the rivalry of these two kind of plays out uh, mostly in the latter half of the film, and uh, and Tom Jack was just like he looks like the hardest. man ever <laughs> yeah like he just looks so tough like who who would fight with him man and i, I think the the film also I, i think the they even before they show like him fighting and his gang fighting they show these guys having already been like really beaten up by those guys and uh, i thought that was funny because it really looks like these guys are going to take a beating from that gang and those gang those guys looked like serious I, as in that they could really dish out a proper uh, proper beating and uh, it's again a very smartly sort of threaded thing and uh, it's sort of comic tragic the the their trajectory in the sense that um, without giving too much away like a lot of like their uh, battles are kind of avoidable and uh, one of them uh, was you know happened despite like genuine good feeling from uh, from uh, at least both the uh, main protagonists uh, the Tovino's character and Tom Jacko's character and even then somehow circumstances just led to another fight and uh, yeah it's uh, i think their their thing was very intriguing i, I thought kind of handled um, with with some restraint and i thought that was very smart yeah so let me let me sort of unpack how i felt that played out and i think like we should talk about uh, kalyani pradeshan's character uh, patuma patu bibi or whatever yeah. her name is patima bibi uh, the uh, it's probably my is a great character but probably my least favorite character in the film but we can talk about why uh, but i want to talk about shine uh, shine like the point that you made adi i think like if you really think about it there I mean, are it's, many it's people 
I, I, I said linearity, but it's actually a perceived linearity because it, the wedding ball is actually at the end. So yeah. Exactly. So the the what uh, I think what actually is happening is not it's not linearity. I think like while Wazim's story is moving in some way forward, right? It's like it's not a straight line. It's moving forward. It's like uh, from a maturity standpoint, he's moving forward because he's like, like you know, like unemployed youth to working in dad's theater, family business, and like constantly getting in brawls, and then something really serious happens, and then he's get to, he gets sent away to a place where he can't really indulge his like anger, and he comes back, and then, so uh, and then he, uh, you know, he he meets a girl. And he's starting to, uh, he's starting to sort of like transcend the anger and get married, and he's starting to become mature. And then something happens, and it all hells breaks loose. And then again, he's like, okay, like his life goes back into a loop again. Shine, Shine Tom Chako's character is the character who actually got married. Is Wazim who actually got married, who went through and actually got married. And so, what happens when that marriage brawl? breaks out is he starts regressing so it, it, the first time you see uh, or like the 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 first time you see Shantam Chakra is obviously like the shot of the fight but the 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 scene where you actually get to know who he is is this little bar setting where he yeah and uh, like three or four groups of people are sitting and talking about hey i've got like an si job and i'm going to give up brawling and we're all going to be friends and like they're having that conversation and it's like he used to be Wazim, but he's like giving up that life and he's moving on to being like a responsible adult because he's getting married, he's got an SI job, yada, yada, yada. And he, so like you, basically what happens is like he, the the Rajan again sort of like uh, derails that with that, with the sort of like shopping mall fight. Uh, and then his life, his life st- starts to basically go backward while Wazim's is still trying to get to where Shine, Shine Tom Chako was at the time of that bar conversation with the rest of his friends. It's like the, the non-linearity uh, is compounded and the interesting, the, the, the sort of like the, the depth of this is compounded by uh, the fact that there's two characters who are probably very similar, but in different places of life. And they're going through very different loops in the story. They're going through, like, one is, like, going backward and the other is going forward. And this this constant swirl of one going backward and one going forward is just, like, them playing off of each other. It's, like, it's just really, really interesting writing structure. Just to add to that, there's there's this little scene where uh, uh, Shine Tom Chako's character and his wife go to the uh, to the priest. And they're sort of doing a counseling session uh, for his uh, for his anger. And she's like, you know, he never used to be like this. He used to be a chatterbox. And uh, but now he doesn't say anything. And uh, she's like, you know, she also says basically that he also he's he's not a bad guy. He doesn't like uh, he doesn't, uh, you know, take out his anger on me, but he's just become silent. And uh, I think, yeah, I think that might uh, that kind of plays into your. Uh, theory that he was a more Wasim-like character and 
life kind of uh, made him uh, or you know forced him to be a little more uh, dignified and uh, that rage kind of just gets bottled up inside instead of being kind of let out in these exuberant fights yeah and uh, i want to ask uday about uh, like this 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 film as you know it, it it's it's genre or it's the kind of making that it is like for the malayalam industry has uh, at least the recent past of uh, last decade or so uh, has this sort of uh, reputation or stereotype of giving these slice of life films and a film like this this came out of nowhere and um, it is uh, it is looked at very differently um, and 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 it, and it uh, I, i thought it was really nice that something like this came out of the uh out of, out of kerala because i mean they, they do make uh, these re- really fun films but this this was completely um out of left field i thought so it it sort of broke a stereotype that probably exists for audiences uh outside uh kerala or or, or outside kerala and tn were were more familiar like even the even the uh, not just the recent past but even the general uh, perceived feeling you know among the tamil people of uh uh you know the uh, what, what what we call the gentle audience but oh my elephants are like this my elephants are very soft yeah, and yeah. gentle and, <laughs> and this is really you can broke all that yeah so and like the the subterfuge is like is at another level right like the scene that uday was referring to earlier where uh the the husband and wife are talking to i, I think like religion plays a really important role in this film by the way uh and we should we should talk about that uh, but the 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 character the conversation that the 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 very fact that you can get marriage counseling at a church is such a like like a unique concept that people don't explore very often right like the the, the church does provide that service at scale <laughs> across the country and like it's very rare to see that sort of utilized in film when you're writing so it takes a certain already it takes a certain level of awareness and writing ability to to conceive that scene then you play in the fact that the way that scene plays out you cannot tell if what the wife is talking about is is uh, uh reji's anger or that reji is having performance issues like you cannot tell it it, it when i saw that scene i'm like what is she really saying that she can't say because she's talking to a to a friar or to a uh, to a church uh, to a church pastor like you know like it, it, and the way his body the way shine uh, uh shine chak shine tonchak's body sort of twists and turns and he he's like really uncomfortable that he's talking about this with the with the church pastor and then he's like he, t- he turns around and tells his wife okay yeah that's great you're right then he walks uh, out I, right after point yeah yeah he he basically yeah. says like dude i he's i like, know you talk to her <laughs> yeah yeah exactly he's like i know why i'm like this there is an itch i need to scratch i'm not able to scratch it and that's why i'm like this and then he leaves and it's like to me that's like exactly how a person like him would react when they're having like performance anxiety dis- like performance disorders or like performance anxiety or something like that right that's what that conversation felt like to me it it's so subtle but it like it absolutely is like i i, I don't i have no doubt in my mind that that's what they were going for when they wrote that scene they were going for this guy is having issues because like that's the thing team continuously that you see is like 
he is in his own he is in his own head and that keeps that keeps messing with him so so like the one scene where he's at the school and he's clearly like the chief guest right he's the guest of honor at the school function and some kid in the audience asks whether the the fight that he had with manawal and mazib was real or not <laughs> like it's exactly the kind of shit that a 6 year old or a 10 it's exactly the kind of shit that a 6 year old 7 year old will pull right like just like saw something on their dad's phone and like i would fucking make this guy uh, like super uncomfortable so like and then he comes back from that scene uh, he comes back from the school and when he walks into the when he walks into the thing that that's when they're taking the so this is how he gets suspended he comes back from school he's walking into the station uh, they are saying that this that some some theft or something happened and he slaps the person who comes to give the complaint rather than believing that he is the one who actually committed the crime and he gets that's why he gets suspended he gets suspended because he thinks the person who came came to give the complaint is the person who came to give who is the person who committed the crime and then like they obviously complain and then he he gets suspended after that so he's comp- like everything bad that happens to him after the wedding brawl is completely because he's in his own head and it's absolutely brilliant writing like you're actually talking about something interior like this is the hardest part of writing right like when you're writing uh, uh, has part of writing a screenplay if you're writing a novel i could i could like i could literally write reggie matthew was in his own head right like that's an, that's like you could do that in a novel but you cannot do that in a screenplay you actually have to craft enough context and scenes and reactions for people to understand that this guy is in his own head and it is done so goddamn well that i like and you know like absolute kudos to musin parari it's just phenomenal and when you see his character in the run up to the wedding he is this sort of ebullient guy who's uh, sort of uh, trying to manage everything and of course that backfires really badly because they're so good at it and wasim's friends are so uh, you know not I mean, not as good. I mean, they're inept. That's like that's the running theme for the whole film. They're completely inept fuckers. Like, just can't do anything right. And these guys kind of take over his wedding, and unfortunately, that just like that simmers and simmers. That's done so well because he really leans into that. Like, there's a good like 15 minute stretch. I feel where they just do these preparations for the wedding, and it's just these guys get madder and madder in such a funny. uh kind of tragic thing to happen um coming back to your question adi it's like uh, i i i really enjoy it when uh, you know when when there is a malayalam film that that does a kind of kinetic thing and does a, a sort of sensory uh, approach to things rather than like a more contemplative one which is this sort of stereotype of malu cinema which is but which is obviously like untrue if you see i mean even the you know the little that uh, uh, you know a non uh, malayalam speaking audience would be exposed to but even if you see like those films that you know everyone talks about there is like this um, there is a lot of variety and the more kinetic ones i mean obviously uh, angamali and uh, uh, angamali diaries and lijo's other films are the most um uh, you know the readiest example that come to mind but uh, even 
minnal murli has has that uh, kind of um, uh, uh, sort of energy in some parts and uh, even something like virus with its like really quick cutting in the sort of relentless oh, yeah. motion uh, has has that sort of energy that you wouldn't like it's it's like this very uh, nervy kind of energy going forward and it's a, i i really enjoy it when they kind of do uh, when uh, when they uh, pick a thing like this of course but uh, even saying that talumala um, uh, 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 is uh, uh, is is uh, kind of uh, on another level simply because uh, Uh, i think not only scott pilgrim which you get like you really do get a sense of of uh, scott pilgrim being an influence but i also felt a lot of uh, stephen chow in this film uh, like uh, kung fu hustle and uh, shaolin soccer those kind of films which has this sort of manic uh, momentum to them where uh, the director will just be throwing the kitchen sink at you Uh, uh in terms of like uh, things that are happening like just in like relentless uh, sort of um, uh, on this uh, assault on the senses but also very controlled and you only see the control once you kind of stand back and consider it after it's all done but the you know when you're watching it it's just it just seems to be coming at you like all the time scene after scene yeah i think malayalam film should does have uh a history of making masala films right like i would say some of the best masala i've seen are masala films i've seen are out of malayalam in the 90s right like the the heydi mohanlal films that had this this had this mix of like really big myth building uh combined with uh, a, a pretty solid uh, emotional core uh, it, that came that that definitely was an exi- that that definitely existed in malayalam cinema but i don't think i have actually seen a film that is cut as frenetically and like delivered as frenetically as this film it's just like it it really is i, I i'm trying to think of a comp in in malayalam cinema and i've been watching malayalam cinema for a while now it is really hard to think of a comp for talwala in, in malayalam cinema uh, it, in in it is as, it, it's as much influenced by scott pilgrim guy ritchie and you're right it's influenced by the the shaolin soccer kung fu hustle uh, comedy fight you know combination uh, as well it it's as much influenced as that as the 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 emotional core of those masala films that i talked about earlier but so i i don't, but i don't i cannot think of a this is truly i think like one of a kind i've never seen anything it is not like anything that has come before it uh, and it's influenced by those films but it's also influenced in its music by a lot by modern hip hop i think like a lot of the film does feel like it was shot by someone who makes music videos hip hop yeah, music and, videos and the whole hip hop vibe right the vibe of the film is yeah. like that yeah the rhythm was also yeah. like that yeah like even with the clothes the clothes are great Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like dead giveaway that that's what is influencing these guys. It's like they are they are being influenced by by T Pain and like you know that's who that's who's influencing their attire. Yeah. I mean that like this is a random shot of uh, uh, Patu 
like I think it's probably from one of her uh, viral videos of uh, her um, j- just vibing in the middle of some race track with cars just going in. That that's a very music video vibe, and that's also very hip hop vibe. Yeah, that it's such a funny uh, moment in that song where he's uh, he's he's singing about having rice and beef, and uh, and uh, his friend stops him, Satar stops him in the middle, and he's like, uh, "What about Papad?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, okay." And then he revises the line to include like rice, beef, and Papad, and he goes on with that. It that's just uh, that was so funny. there's a weird thing happening with uh, a few of the with some of the music also um i i, I didn't know um uh, what to make of it is that like their full songs of course that play out in their entirety and there are also these like songlets just like these one minute kind of things or not even one minute where they just sort of uh, start a song and it's it's over like in 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 about uh, 50 seconds or like a minute or something i i thought those were quite uh, those were really smart because they 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 usually like the lyrics weren't very serious and they, but they were also kind of commenting on the story i thought that was a smart way to go ahead i mean it's also like equal parts mapla part right like the mapla part is a very like rural malabar kerala influence and that combines with hip hop to influence like the, the the music of the film which i mean i've been giving musin parari credit for this writing all this time he actually writes the l- lyrics of most of the songs in the film also i think <laughs> which is yeah, like so. pretty much going music talk about the music yeah the music is a big part of uh, of how the film moves yeah but before that we should talk about uh we should talk about patu bb and yeah the, patu yeah go ahead go ahead i i I, I i mean i i want to pose the question what did you guys think of the what did you guys think of her character i don't know i i it uh, again for me not my favorite character actually might be my least favorite character uh even though uh, i i i thought uh, kalyani priyadarshan was uh, was uh, fun in the role and she's kind of uh, sort of holds her own uh, i didn't uh, i didn't quite get like where she stands emotionally vis-a-vis uh, wasim as in he's a constant disappointment and uh, yet he's she's sort of around and she still seems quite drawn to him and uh, she doesn't seem to upset also when he uh, when he disappoints her again and again and these are like big disappointments like they they sort of scale up from missing a date to uh you know to brawling when uh, he's trying to impress her in a movie to then messing up the wedding to messing up another wedding uh so it's uh, and and she kind of uh, she has this sort of uh, uh, nonchalant uh onlooker kind of vibe to it whereas she should not be an onlooker she should be actually very involved so i didn't get the emotional tenor of that uh so yeah that character confused me a bit what what i thought was i mean i mean uh, definitely uh, i would say favorite character in fact i would be surprised if anyone says um, she is one of the top 3 or 4 uh, characters because because the, the whole uh, male ensemble including the uh, the father like we talked about is so so fascinating um 
the thing about fatu is uh, she she comes from this so, so she she's an nri and she also comes from sort of a quasi royal family and uh, so you know where exactly she's uh, she's from and and then and, and then she's uh, she's here in kerala and, and she's uh, witnessing these things and it uh, witnessing so many of these uh, brawls and then she meets up um uh uh amit was in this uh, this whole cycle chase uh, thing and she's into the viral vi- videos and she's a, she's a vlogger um and 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 i think th- this she's sort of an outsider to the proceeding proceedings and 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 what happens with azim and and his friends becomes a kind of a material for her it's 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 more like this is not something that her world has and i i thought that she as a foreigner in this world um probably works in the film um and probably that's also why you we don't really um Uh, nobody really takes uh, an instant um nobody gravitates towards her in this film definitely um and and yeah i, I do think that kind of kind plays it well but i also think that it it sort of it, it kind of comes very more, more of a playing herself maybe i don't know yeah so like it she, so let me let me get into like all of the many different things that bothered me about that character one is she definitely feels a little bit like zooey deshanel in 500 days of summer like it's like manic pixie dream girl kind of thing like like it's just like too blatant number one and but you could say like that's kind of the girl type of girl that a guy like was him would probably fall for anyway so it's like okay fine you you forgive that then number two she like the emotional consistency like, consistency that uday talked about is not there like does she really like this guy like why does she like this guy and like why is she like can like so she will basically just like cancel a wedding because her dad said no you can't get married to him like okay but then she'll still string him along via phone okay so it's like the the it's very how do i say that it's like like i i guess that's how young people are these days but like it, it felt very like emotionally inconsistent to me but again i i still can't hold that against uh the character because like it's very easy for a writer to say like that's who she is and like you need to accept her for that and like, that's fine but third and this is like i think the most egregious thing about her is like for a for a video logger or for like a for a youtuber or whatever she is uh her fashion sense is abominable like it's terrible who dresses like a uae like a, not like she 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 dresses like a stewardess from like emirates airlines for her wedding like it's just like that's that's wrong <laughs> like that's not how a blogger would dress for their wedding uh, actually wasim was the best dressed person at that wedding like it's just actually wasim and wasim's friends were the best dressed people at that wedding some of those like suits were just like insane and like amazing like that's greatest things i've ever seen in my life so those were like the three big things that like really bothered me about the character i think like she 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 does need to be there as a foil for for wasim but it just feels i i couldn't believe that wasim who at some point like shows some interiority would like her for for like half the movie i was like why does she like him 
and then for the other half of the movie is like oh wait why does he like her and i was like very confused by that relationship through the entire movie yeah i think i think you made the point well i mean i, I don't think i have i have anything that except a very funny thing that i noticed that um so so it, it basically starts with uh, them looking out for their the shoe, or or rather jumpshi it's jumpshi new shoes right um and yeah it's jumpshi's new shoes in the in the yeah and he's basically keep looking at it and uh, I, i mean it could be multiple reasons like if someone stepping on it or it's just or someone is just stealing it and I I I just I just remember watching Miss Marvel about two two weeks ago and um it's a moth obviously in, in New Jersey and they are worried about the same thing over there that someone stealing the shoes and I thought that's, that's a very funny thing to like have this sort of you know uh it completely set in different places and you have this this, this commonality in 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 that that thing and that both of the religion and and yeah it's no but that's a very common experience right like yeah, the, i yeah. i remember even in like the, the there is an entire slew of vernacular jokes around temples getting stolen like in outside the outside the outside the i mean and sh- shoes getting stolen outside the temple right like there are so many jokes about that like there's an entire but like the way that it's conceived and it sort of like flips right like he's watching the shoes because he thinks they're going to get stolen and as a result he sees was him dirtying them <laughs> which is like it goes in a completely different direction from where it started it's just like great writing the shoes also reminded me of uh, do the right thing spike lee's film uh, in which there's a scene where um, uh, uh, bagen outs uh, uh, shoes are uh, are um, are scuffed by uh the, uh the 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 guy who walks by on his uh, the on his cycle uh, on his bicycle and uh, they almost get into a fight but he kind of backs off the white guy backs off and and uh, he just like you know lets these guys taunt him and that again you know then it it just sort of occurred to me that you know spikely and uh, especially do the right thing also is an interesting a uh, uh, counterpart to to this film in the sense of that is a more weighty film as in it it is more involved uh with with sort of uh, burning issues but at its core it is also about like anger escalating like really quickly and uh, real kinds of anger and uh, you know as deepak was mentioning early on uh sort of less serious forms of anger anger which kind of boils up but then kind of comes down really quickly and then the others that sort of simmer uh much longer uh and uh, yeah it's yeah. and and they kind of dress similar also uh to yeah it's such a it's such a great parallel yeah it's a great parallel to the writing is one of my absolute favorite films i mean can you believe the guy who played bugin out is the guy who's playing the the chicken diner owner in yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah jenkal esposito is just like what a range man yeah and, and get, getting to the music guy, um I, i mean i mean i mean I, the one of the obviously favorite is the of course i i really like uh, kanil petrole and, and even the video is great and this, this that whole concept of i don't know if, it, if anyone's done it before but the whole concept of you know the the, the you, 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 that that's one point where it's actually um it, it is uh have this background uh, uh you know uh, uh working as the, the costumes and and it's it's sort of very nicely done and um 
uh, and even the, the Malayalam tag team is, is pretty great and um, the, the 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 song city really uh, and, and and like i think uh, uh, they are people one of you mentioned that you know they, they are really just songless they just even even like if you check the soundtrack it's uh, only one song is like 4 minutes everything is like 2 and 1/2 minutes or 3 minutes or something like that and um, I, I, they I really add that rhythm uh, to the whole um, um like, like like the screenplay like uh, like like that particular scene where he says um um the, uh, 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 the, the, the who, who, what was the name of the um, uh, the guy who's always listening to music is it satar um, yeah i think um, uh, yeah. He, he, yeah, yeah, yeah it's satar it's satar yeah, satar satar and he and was like uh, talking about uh, what happened and like uh, shopping bag what bag plastic polythene <laughs> and then oh you get it for 50 paise <laughs> and then he's like he uh, goes to oh this is a good hook <laughs> let me try this <laughs> and then so so even the lines are actually have that rhythm and and i think it really marries well with the with the soundtrack and um uh, it, it, i think vishnu vijay did most of it and it's really a fantastic score yeah i my personal favorite is ola melody like ola melody is just like is so good it like they take a complete segue to to show that song right like satar gets out of one car and he jumps into a truck and then there's like this like oh that uh, was so good that, that was so fantastic. good like by all accounts that should take you like right out of the film right like there's some completely weird shit happens and that should take you out of the film but it does it so does not and for me personally like one of the big things is like i love salim kumar the the person who the, the the person who's sitting in the front of the truck like the main like the head of the band you know that shows up in the in that truck is right. a, is a national award winning actor is it's salim kumar and i i love salim kumar who's like in malayalam he, like he's primarily known for these like comedic roles and he has this face that when he shows up on screen you're immediately smiling like, you love like and just the thought of like let's use salim kumar for this like that alone makes old melody like one of my favorite things in the film is so good i i like the uh, the back and forth song also the one which uh, wasim and fatima are singing to each other rapping to each other really and it's is just so silly because it just they, they the lyrics get progressively sillier and by the end she's like i'm a oil field i'm a war zone uh, my biography will be directed by kapola neymar will win the ballon d'or and i'm just like what is happening out here it's brilliant that's indaki part i think right like the he, he make, like that's the song where that like, tovino is rapping yeah yeah. yeah yeah he's rapping and she's rapping back to him So yeah it's it's the phone call it's the phone call song right? the phone call yeah 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 <laughs> that's also really good like again like uh, something that should completely take you out of the film and yet they manage not to do that which is because when you come back at the end of that song to him holding the phone and like in a complete state of confusion the emotional continuity is somehow still there which i don't know how you like i don't know it's just complete magic how that works and it's not and it's not even like uh, it's not like you said it's not a theater experience thing it works even sitting at home yeah watching it on the tv 
Uh, Deepak, I wanted to ask you something. The screenwriters of the film uh, had uh, had complained um, in a statement that uh, Netflix had uh, screwed their uh, subtitles uh, for the film, and the ones that they used didn't have the flavor of 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 the original. Uh, did you uh, did you find that the subtitles and the lyrics in 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 English? I don't know if you played it with the subtitles, but if you did, uh, did they kind of uh, match up? Like, were they yeah, I, I would say I would say it robs a it def. So for me, but one thing happens that always happens with subtitles, right? It it robs the regional flavor of the language, which you cannot translate. you cannot translate the rhythm of malabar malayalam into english it just doesn't happen you cannot do it so this is like this impossible task uh, piece of it which will always be lost in translation but then there's the other piece of it which is the flippancy of the communication between the friends didn't come through in the subtitles i did watch it with subtitles uh and i quickly decided not to not to pay attention to the subtitles so i was like i either have to turn it off or i need to because they are talking really fast in some places and it's not a it's not a slang of malayalam that i'm very used to i can get the general tone but if i want to get if i want to get like the finer points of the comedy in the film of what they're saying to the point where i have to like where i can repeat the dialogues you know and like sort of re-enjoy it i i have to pause and replay because they're speaking so fast because they also are they are all speaking like naturals and they're all speaking like they are from that area of kerala and because ponani is like ponani is a very specific place it's not which is where the story is based this it's a very specific place like it's a, you they have a very specific way of speaking malayalam and stuff there so there's a very local dialect which so i i had to pause and re-listen to a few pieces of dialogue which i would have understood the overarching story but like the the I think what didn't come through is the sentiment of what they were trying to capture with the way these guys talk to each other which I think you could have captured in the dialogue because what you need is not a straight translation you need to find the appropriate you need to find the appropriate english uh, uh how do i say this like phrase yeah, it's or, more of, uh, yeah it's the it's more It's more about the idioms that you choose to represent on screen. Yeah. Exactly. Like you can't translate it to the exact meaning. It's like translating. Uh, how do I say this? Like I'm trying to find a, a, an appropriate. Uh, I'm trying to find an appropriate like sort of English. You, you even you you can do an English to English translation, right? You can take like a uh, what's good for the goose and what is is good for the gander. You can take it and translate to like. Uh, if the goose does something the gander can also do it which like you completely lose the flavor of what's good for the goose is good is good for the gander like <laughs> like that, that that's kind of what happened i think with the subtitles where you 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 literalize it too much that all of the flavor of the dialogue is extricated from it and i think they if they did complain it's fair they, they're entirely fair to do so yeah in fact in, in fact like in fact this the this particular one was even more egregious like they they basically said that the subtitles that were that was that they submitted were not used and something else something like that right do they they like oh. they just use something else some such thing the, yeah. yeah 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 
Uh, thank you, Udai, for joining. Awesome. Good to be back, Adi.